My name's Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. I get no kick from champagne. Mere alcohol. Why won't this open up, Melvis? Doesn't thrill me at all. But I get a kick out of you. Um, So, Mel, episode nine, talking Tesla. Are you excited? I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Hey, Mel, what'd you do with the money? What money? The money your parents gave you for singing lessons. (laughs) What the hell was that? (laughs) I have a great singing voice. You should bring it sometimes. Mm, yeah, I left it at home. You left it somewhere um, else. Yeah, it's episode nine, Tom. Yeah. Um, we went on a scavenger hunt. Oh. I made some audio of that audio. You did? That's us. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That's me calling Tom a loser. How did we get there? What happened to us? What's going on? <laughs> Damn, that hurt. That hurt a lot. It actually started out quite pleasantly. Our friend, Robert Rosenblum, who's a member of the uh, Tesla Automotive Club for LA, said, look, we're having a scavenger hunt. It's going to be fun. Why don't you guys come along? Maybe you can get a little stuff for the podcast. Sound like a good idea. So we did it. We got ourselves all hooked up with those guys, and we went on a scavenger hunt. And I asked one of the organizers, Eric, what are we doing with the scavenger hunt? What is this thing? What, what are you doing here? <laughs> you are taking place in the second annual Tesla photo scavenger hunt. Okay. Uh, last year it was a success and everyone had a great time, so we decided to repeat it this year using a different location. Ah, you see, and that's where the controversy begins, because the location was the San Fernando Valley, you know, just north of Los Angeles, a place that Tom knows intimately. He basically grew up here. And so you're going to have to have teams of two, two cars in each team. And you're going to be driving throughout the valley trying to find locations, solve clues, do puzzles and riddles, and figure out the end location. And it's a timed event, so it's not necessarily a race. Everyone has to be at the finish line by 1 o'clock, otherwise you don't get your points. And whatever team gets the most points uh, wins the scavenger hunt. So initially we were excited. Tom and myself and my son, we're going to be in a car and we're going to be a team and we were feeling confident. But then it turns out that our friend Robert needed somebody to go with him. So Tom went with Robert and then they randomly made teams. Tom and I were no longer on the same team. What was the, so you had a question, we're about to start it, your question was what? How are you going to do it? It was a simple question, it was a nice question, I was trying to be nice and you said... I'm going to kick your head. Because now we're not on the same team. They split us up randomly. So you're going down, and how we're going to do it is a state secret. I'm going to replay this audio up in your grill when I kick your ass. Yeah, good luck. I'm going to delete it (laughs) if I'm wrong. So we got broken up into our teams. Micah and I were a team in one car with the wonderful Terry in her car. Our opposing team, the team we wanted to crush like bugs, like the ants that we believe them to be, was Tom in one car with Robert and Linda and William Sortel in the other car. Oh, yeah, there were other teams. But we didn't care about those other teams. We must crush Tom. We must. But I'll be honest with you. Right from the beginning, I wasn't showing a lot of confidence. I really wasn't. So what are you going to do, Mel? (laughs) 
going to cry because I don't know how to do a scavenger hunt. I'm not good at it. I hope we have your microphone on the whole time when you're crying and in the fetal position. Too bad Micah can't drive. You could just sit in the frunk. And so we drove our Teslas through the San Fernando Valley. We drove them. We drove them hard. We looked for clues. We found clues. We took pictures. We uploaded pictures. It went for two hours until we got to the end. And while at that lovely restaurant adjacent to the Van Nuys Airport, while we were having a wonderful brunch, the results, they were tallied. Tom was supremely confident. Mel not confident at all. So uh, if you win... I'm if gonna, I win, that's I'm going <laughs> to protest that it's uh, biased against uh, people who live in the valley. It's not, well, you live in the valley. How, when did you move to the valley, you smart guy? 22 years ago. Yeah, uh, no bias. You just don't do anything, you hermit crab. It does actually does <laughs> highlight the fact that I never leave the house. Did you do the word hunt? Did I find that? No. <laughs> this is the public shaming. Wow. You guys are terrible. The list of what you did not do is much longer than the list of what you did do. Who was in charge? But after all the smack talking was done, this happened. Our third place team with a total of 47 points was team five. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Despite my inability to go out of the house or to know how to do a scavenger hunt, we came in third, and it felt like victory. And despite his confidence, despite the fact that he grew up in this fair city, Tom came in second. That's right, second. Loser! (laughs) But really, we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Thanks to all those people at the LA Tesla Motors Club. We really had a bit of a blast, a bit of good times, a bit of smack talking. But let's get into the show. All right, so uh, let's get into the show. What do you want to talk about, Tom? i got a couple of things here on the list that I want to talk about. What do you want to you talk about? What? Hurry up. Let's we see what you want to start with me. Let's start with you. I see the Chatamo on the list. We can talk about the Chatamo. There was a Chatamo as part of the scavenger hunt, so let's talk about the Chatamo. That's what what's on the list. I hear this term. Yeah. I have heard this term, mm-hmm. past tense. I've heard this term many times, Chatamo Charger. Yeah, I took my Tesla and I plugged it into the Chatamo Charger and I took my adapter and it was all good. Yeah. But I never really thought to myself, what the hell is a Chatamo Charger? And then we did the scavenger hunt and one of the things was at a Chatamo Charger, one of the uh, clues. Clues. Took Thank us you. to a Chatamo Charger very, very close to my house mm. and a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yes. And so I went to a little thing called the Interwebs, a little place called the Wikipedia where everything is true and correct. That is true. And it says here that Chatamo is the trademark of a quick charging method of battery electric vehicles delivering up to 62.5 kilowatts of high voltage direct current via a special electrical connector. It is proposed as the global industry standard. The global industry standard. Did you get that? And it is backed by Toyota, Nissan, Mitsubishi, Fuji heavy metal industry and not Tesla. It's backed by Toyota because it doesn't freaking fit in my car. Well, I'm so sorry. And it says a big Nissan logo right on the front of it. So I guess I probably have to get an adapter as well to use the Chatamo charger would be my guess. Yes. Now, the number that you just spewed, the 65, was it 65 kilowatts per? 50, 65 kilowatt charge. Yep. What does that mean to me in a per miles range per hour basis? Well, actually, if you go to the Tesla website, it says that a Chatamo charge will give you about 150 miles of range per hour of charge. 
all right, compared to a supercharger where you can fill the whole thing up in an hour of charge, or at home where it's going to take about uh, four hours, or even a tad longer than that if you've got the 80-amp charger. And unlike superchargers, most Chatamo chargers are not free for Tesla owners or anybody else. There's a variety of ways you can pay. Some are free, actually. But most there's a swiping and a calling and a doing of something to pay some cash to somebody. All right. But I think the rate-limiting step at this point is not how much juice they can put through a giant copper wire that you can plug into your car. It's the ability to distribute that um, electricity through your battery so that it doesn't effing explode on you. Well, and to cool the, the, the transfer, right? That's why on the liquid-cooled Tesla superchargers, the liquid is actually surrounding – the cable, cable the yeah. charge cabling. My cable gets uh, pretty hot at home when I charge up, by the way. It's wrapped in duct tape. My son says perhaps you should get that fixed, Dad. Why is it wrapped in duct tape? Because it kind of broke a little bit. So I fixed it with duct tape. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Not the best You should kind of get that fixed. You should. There's a lot of wattage going through that. You're crazy. Yeah, it is. You are insane. This is a bit of a problem. Wow. This might be the last talk about uh, Tesla. Can you? Do you guys know how to uh, say electric fire? It's it's, it's not good. similar to electric. It's fire. funny because as I say it out loud here yeah, in front of thousands of people, I'm like, "What am I thinking?" <laughs> it was supposed to be like right. for one night to fix it. Then I never got back. The funny thing is, is that it, you didn't even use electrical tape. You used no. duct tape. You didn't use a tape. There's that- only one type of tape, Tom. <laughs> it's from ducks, and it's duct tape. It's ducked. Tape. It's duck. Pretty sure I'm a professional. D-U-C-K and goes quack, quack when you put it on. <laughs> You're an idiot. Okay. Uh, Tom, Tom, yes, Tom, Tom, yeah. Tom, 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 Tom. Uh-huh. Can you lend Elon a bit of cash? I, I, you know what? He called me mm-hmm. and I, he asked me for $500 million and I was like, okay, cool. I got that. And then like two hours later, he's like, can we make it six fifty? And I was like, Come on, Elon. You don't know what you're don't doing now. Push it. Don't. I mean, it's not don't push it. But if you don't know exactly what you need, and two hours later you're asking me for more, I'm not interested. I can't. I can't help you. And that's what I told him. I said, No, Elon. I can't help you. Sell some PayPal stock or figure it out on your own. But why do they need this cash? Well, I do know why they need it, but I want to know where they're going to get the cash from. So, a Forbes article I read said, uh, "Here is the issue. Turns out that running a car company is, as they say, in the business." A cash hole. <laughs> <laughs> it you is. You need huge amounts of capital to ramp up your next line of business. Right. You need Especially in that situation cash. because he is, again, building a new line, right? So they're building a whole new production line to build a new car and, you know, probably some of it's to build another assembly line, to build a third car. So yes. there's a lot of – a lot of burn going on. I will tell you that it's interesting, and you asked how they're going to raise that money. They yes. raise that money by producing more common stock. They do it how America does it. They print more money, <laughs> basically. <laughs> they are releasing another thing of uh, of stock, and we talked about this in the last episode. You're not buying any, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. I can't. Not allowed no, to. you can't. You so can't. there's more little stockies that come just magically. Oh, yeah. here's more stockies. They just add more to the stock to their offering. They tell the SEC and then people say yay or nay. I'm going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it. It raises the price. It doesn't raise the price and they get $650 million bucks. And the uh, the folks on Wall Street, the brokers, the hedge funders, uh, you know, they get up, they get their cut. So they're all more than happy to take care of that for for Elon. That's for sure. Now, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Tesla, on one hand, is asking for six hundred and fifty million dollars in funding because they have a product 
that has sold $1 billion worth of orders. And do you think that's do you think it's the Model X? Do you think all of the orders for the Model X are what that $1 billion is coming from? What's it coming from? It's coming from the batteries, the home the batteries, Tesla Energy. Pre-orders, over 100,000 pre-orders, way exceeding their wildest expectations, yep. which is amazing. So over a billion dollars of that on order. Obviously, that's not cash in hand. Thank you. So I was that, about to say that. So that's the, but that is Elon announced – they're sold out for 2016. They cannot take – if you didn't order one or get on the reservation list, you will not be getting a battery in 2016. Sold out. There was no exchange of cash. I'm on that list. I gave them no cash. It'll be different when it's time to pony up the money and people right. like uh, – there was no disincentive to sign up for that. No. Not like putting five grand down on a car. There's a little, that. That's a little pain. That's like – That hurts a little yeah. bit, right? But they did have – do you know what the largest single order was? Two. 250 of the 100 kilowatt hour power packs. So they're getting some traction with utilities. So, yeah, that wasn't me. <laughs> no, that, uh, you didn't utility. buy a two and a half gigawatts <laughs> of energy. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, another Forbes article I read said that's where they're going to make their money. It's unclear about whether people are going to adopt these in their house, but it seems that this industrial level storage thing, he's going to make some bucks out of it. It's utilities because utilities, as you know, have to keep their plants – like they don't turn the plants off at night, right? They got big coal-fired things and and natural gas-fired turbines and water, right? Hydroelectricity, right? That stuff doesn't turn off when demand goes down. They keep producing electricity and it just goes through the lines and it just gets dissipated and wasted. So – Utilities are going to use these things to capture that extra production and be able to to sell it later, hopefully be able to reduce their capital expenses moving forward. So that's pretty exciting, though. So, I mean, it's been how long since – like when this podcast started, Yes, we went to the battery event. June. And we're in episode nine in August. August. $1 billion in sales orders – and sold out for the entire next year, not 2015, 2016. Gone. So you're saying they're fine? That's because a lot good. of people have been saying Tesla's screwed. It's burning so much cash. It's going to end. It's all over. Thank you for playing. I told you, I told you, I told you. You can't start a new American car company. It's not going to happen. They're burning. Again, this is not the car company side of the business, but it does give them – a little added uh, bonus money for the Gigafactory, which I don't know. I've read a few articles. Uh, since they started building it, they've already decided to make it bigger, right? So they keep adding to that because they realize, holy crap, this is going really, really well for them. And that's exciting, I think, for everybody. Let's hope that this – and this is a very hard thing for me to say. Let's hope that this – decrease in crude oil prices that we are currently now dealing with in August, which has the ability to torpedo a lot of world economies, Mm -hmm. doesn't cause everybody to rethink the economics of the electric cars and the electric houses and the electric Do not underestimate the ability of the Western world public to think short term. If this lasts for more than a year or two, Everybody's buying an SUV again. Woo-hoo, gas is cheap. Woo-hoo. Last episode, I talked about some solar panel stuff, and I want to talk about some more, but with a different spin. 
did talk about this, no. so you might want to edit no, this. I, no, I didn't talk about it, Tom. I know what you're going to say. So last time I talked about solar panels and electric cars, I did a silly thing. You did. Where my son and I wanted to work out. 200 meters of solar. <laughs> how much solar you need to run your car in real time so that you wouldn't discharge your battery at all driving down the freeway. And we worked out it was something like 200 square meters of thing and you'd have to pull a trailer and then there'd be air resistance, so it would be probably more than that. But that was just silly. We were just having fun. But that a lot silly. of people ask me all the time. Yeah. How many panels do I need to put on my house so that I don't have to pay for my electricity in my car? Now, it's kind of a difficult question because it depends on how far you drive. So here's what I did. Got a piece of paper, got a pen, and I did some mathematics. You might call it math as an American. In my country, it's maths. Did you uh, did you go to the Khan Academy to help you with some of the harder parts of the equations? Uh, yes. Or did you just ask your son, who's a genius? I I did it myself, so it's probably wrong. <laughs> so here we go. Get your calculators Ready? out, people. Follow this. Okay. I'm going to keep it simple for it's you. It's exciting. If you fully discharge and charge your car twice a week, so let's say you're driving 500 miles a week, which is a long, long way every week, right? That's 25,000 miles a year. So you're a person who's driving a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, then that would be about 680 uh, kilowatt hours a month, all right, that you'd be using. And I was thinking, well, how big a system, a solar system, would that be required to get that done? I have one of my systems, I have two systems at home, a 5.8 kilowatt system at home by mm-hmm. Solar City, by uh, Elon's cousin. Mm-hmm. And that is going to generate for me this month about 850 kilowatts, way more than I would need if I was driving. If I was driving, you know, 500 miles a week. Right. Um, so if you want to know approximately, I would say about a five kilowatt system is going to be enough for you. In maybe, Southern California. In Southern California with good light to basically be able to fill up twice a week, fully discharged, 500 miles a week. So that just gives you a ballpark. That's pretty good. And what, what, what would that system cost in cash? In so cash let's say up front, up front zero. If you did it through Solar City, you could get a lease and pay zero. If you wanted to pay, in but then cash, you're paying ninety nine a month. But then, but that's yeah, not based on. But month. that's not on any size system, right? That system, like they do that math based on your usage, right, and all that other stuff. Like they're not. Yeah, they're well, not for just my system, a, I'm saying for my system, I have about a five point eight kilowatt system. But I don't think that's more than the, I need. I don't think they're all ninety nine dollars. Is what I'm saying. No, my, I pay one hundred and twenty five dollars a month for that lease. I. We can talk about leases later versus buying. Okay. The prices of solar panels have come down so much. I think it's actually better if you can afford it. Pay for the damn thing. Don't lease it. I'm right. going to change my lease. Um, but I think you can get a five kilowatt system after incentives and everything now for only about ten or fifteen thousand dollars. Wow. So, payoff okay. time about five to ten years. But actually less if you're using it as your primary source of fuel for your automobile. If you do the mathematics and figure, let's say over five years, twenty five thousand dollars, twenty five thousand miles a year, that's one hundred and twenty five thousand miles. Let's say it gets uh, twenty five miles to the gallon, right? How much? How many gallons of fuel will you have used in one hundred and twenty five thousand miles? You will use twenty four thousand dollars, twenty four thousand dollars worth of fuel if gas prices were four dollars. So it pays off fast. 
ladies and gentlemen, boys if and you're, girls. If you're doing if you're just that, it, just to charge your Tesla. And that's assuming that gas prices don't continue to plummet like they are right and, now. <laughs> and that will give you a couple hundred extra kilowatt hours to offset your electrical your electric on your house. Home. Just saying. And if you think about Elon's million-mile battery – Mm-hmm. And you're one of those people who really takes good care of your car and you get a million miles out of your Tesla mm-hmm. and all of it is solar. Mm-hmm. You're saving a lot of cash. Beck, we've got more to do. I've got to do a letter. Yeah, and then we've got to do um, – we got to do a letter. And we've got to do a fun fact that Robert sent us. Talk. All right. Here's a letter I got. This is from Marlo, and I'm going to destroy your name, Swedzinski. Swedzinski. Did I get this? Marlo Swedzinski. I don't know if I saw this one, did I? And he said this. I don't think the two of you or Elon should dismiss hydrogen so soon. Too late. <laughs> it's already been. <laughs> it was stated in the podcast that you cannot fill it at home. The holy grail of hydrogen car will be to have a hydrogen generator at home running on solar. Just add water. In the August 3rd through 16th edition of Aviation Week and Science in the technology section, it discusses the use of a solid material where one gram of solid material can hold one liter of hydrogen gas. This is three times more energy storage by weight than lithium-ion battery. Currently, the technology is being looked at for use in, what's a UAV? Unmanned aerial vehicles and drones, obviously too expensive for automobile use right now. Bombers. Uh, Yes, bombers. (laughs) But he brings up a good point. Yeah. That the technology here is moving along. And so what they do is they take these metal hydride things. So uh, you take this metal, and mm-hmm. you can shove hydrogen into it. I don't really ex- understand how it works, but it's in a solid state. If you warm it a little bit, that hydrogen gas can come out of the metal. And it, supposedly, it's an incredibly dense way of storing hydrogen. And it's in a solid form, not a compressed gas form. Mm-hmm. So you just heat it up a little bit, the hydrogen comes out, you can burn it, or you can then In your it internal a, combustion or fuel cell, I think oh, is, is what you're cell. trying Thank to you. say. This might be good, and it might be energy-dense it still seems, though, that this is one of those, oh, just around the corner, you're going to be able to get these little pellets of hydrogen. But it's going to depend on how much it's going to cost. It's going to depend on how you generate that hydrogen. Sure, if you can do it at home and electrolyze it, and that's great. We're going to talk about a very interesting guy from MIT that's working on this stuff as well. But right now, as of today, I don't think it changes what Tom's been talking about, which is today, you shouldn't be buying a hydrogen car. All of these things excite me. This excites me. Lots of energy density. Could be really cool. Thank you, Marlo, but not ready for prime time today. But keep those letters coming. We're very interested in this, although it does concern me a little bit. One gram of solid material can yep. hold a liter of hydrogen gas. Yeah, but they say <laughs> that, that you sounds can like shoot, it could be dangerous. They say you can shoot incendiary bullets at it. You can take an axe and cut it, and it's so stable, nothing happens. So but you can't turn with, it into a uh, a terror device. You can't turn these into a bomb. That's you all can I with compressed. Know. But there is a problem with it. What's the problem? The problem with hydrogen gas is when it burns, it burns without a flame that you can see, mm. and it is odorless and colorless. Mm. So if you got a little not like leak, you, well, you're colorless. No, I'm not odorless. <laughs> no. But if you have these canisters in the car, which is how a lot of these uh, people that are sort of building them for fun right now. If you have it in the car and it leaks and you don't have a hydrogen detector, you can be driving along, the hydrogen's leaking out, it's displacing all the oxygen in your car, and you die and you don't even know it. Can I borrow your hydrogen detector? 
<laughs> Somebody put the hydrogen Anyone? outside the car. <laughs> outside. outside the car. Good rule good. of thumb. In the frunk, if you're in adapting the... your Tesla to hydrogen, which it, you should not do. We're not idea. recommending that you do that. Fascinating. I'm sure they're very expensive, but we yeah. like the concept of lots of energy density, but not ready we for do. prime time but to again, share. But like, we have a fun fact. Fun fact. From our friend Robert Rosenberg. Who was my teammate yes. in the Tesla. Your losing teammate. Who won? How many points did your team I get? You know what? Let's, this. Just, let's, let's follow the logic yeah. again. I thought I would come last. I came third. Therefore, I felt like a winner. You thought you were going to win. You came second. Therefore, you felt like a loser. Following that logic, I'm a winner. You're a loser. Done. But the audio that you're going to put in at the beginning of this, specifically, I said I was going to kick your ass. I got 11 more points than you. At the beginning of when he started to announce the winner, he wanted to make sure of what the different things that you did or did not do. It was like, did you get this? No. Did you do this? No. Did you do this? No. You answered no to all Tom, of the bonus Tom, questions, Tom, Tom, and Tom, Tom, I Tom, demolished Tom, Tom. you. 25% more points than you. Thank you very much. Tom, let's be clear. I didn't win. Just before win. they announced, you were so confident that you were going <laughs> to win. Terrible. You were dripping with confidence. Was. <laughs> there was the stench it of confidence on you. so bad. Which dissipated instantly. <laughs> and very it was quickly. Very good to see. I was see. so angry. Here's the fun fact. Who has hit a golf ball the longest? Tiger Woods? Okay. No. No. Uh, Jordan Spieth? No. Long drive champion, whoever you are, probably a Swedish guy, 6'4". Wasn't it big the muscles. guy from Tin Cup? No. You know who's hit it the furthest, according to Robert Rosenblum, who would know such things? No. Alan Shepard. He was on the moon, ah. and he hit a golf ball 2,400 feet, nearly a half mile. Thank you. Did they go get it in the car? I don't know. That car was electric. I bet you it wasn't. I bet you it was a hydrogen fuel cell. Let's look it up right now. You're right, Tom. Battery powered. It was a Tesla. <laughs> How much do you think that battery cost? Uh, that battery probably cost It had four point twenty five horsepower engines or wow. motors. What is the Tesla's horsepower? 600, 700, something like that. It had two silver oxide 121 AH. What's an AH? Anybody know? Ampere hour. It had 121 ampere hours, a curb weight of... F- 463 pounds on Earth and 77 on the moon. That's okay. So here's an idea. Here's how you can get some serious range out of your Tesla. <laughs> Take it to the moon, Drive baby. It on the moon. Take it to the moon. It's going to be a sixth of the weight. You're flying in that puppy. Also, I believe your solar panels would be much more efficient as long as you don't set them up on the dark side. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Boom. We've, we've killed the problems. Thank you, Mel Herbert, Tom Wilson, All we talking do is Tesla. Drive on the moon. All right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I want to talk to Eric Bergeson more about the self-driving car stuff. That We've got a lot of feedback about that. But for now, let's end it. Let's end it here. We're trying to keep these around 30 minutes. But for those of you that are interested, there is a bonus section where I talk about making an electric skateboard thing, which is weird, but it'll be after the break. Hope you enjoyed it. My name's Mel Herbert. He is Tom Wilson, and we are... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. Finally, Tom, what I want to talk about is that I'm getting an electric skateboard. Really? Yes. And why are you getting this electric skateboard? 
Now, yeah. I'm not going to use it as a skateboard. Tumbler. No, you're not. What, what are you going to use this electric I'm skateboard I'm going to use this for? to help me to carry the heavy things that have to go to the beach. You're in Southern California. You're going heavy to the things beach. Heavy on the towels. beach. What's on the beach? What's the main thing that goes from the place that you will ha- start the skateboard to the to the place where you will end the carrying of the equipment? What that's is that the, surface? That's called beach surface. That's, so that's sand. That's sand. Right. It's, that's and beach. It's, it's loose. And, yes. And, and things like – all over, like vehicles generally, they get stuck in sand. I've got big fat tires. Big fat tires, okay. And I got an electric motor. Yeah, how powerful is this electric motor? Oh, it's powerful. How powerful? It can take a 250 pound man and drive them for 20 miles at 20 miles an hour. Not on sand. Tom, what tomorrow. is the name of this skateboard, you lunatic fringe? A- electric skateboard. Here's what I'm doing tomorrow I'm taking the electric skateboard down to the beach. I thought we were golfing tomorrow. We are. <laughs> in the morning we're golfing, uh-huh. and then I'm going to continue on to Oxnard. Uh-huh. I'm going to sit my fat buttocks on that skateboard, and I'm going to drive it across the beach to make sure it works. Are we talking Ego, Marbell? What's the brand? Come on. I can't remember. I think you're going to load up your skateboard Yes. with, well, I won't say you're fat because you're a very fit gentleman. Thank you. And you're going to put it in the sand. Yep. And you're going nowhere, <laughs> nowhere. And if you don't shoot video of this first, where you sit and just that's it, you see wheels spinning. You're not going anywhere. This is I think not going to work. What is Moto the name? Tech, it's the Mototech 1600W oh, the dirt Mototech electric cycle. It's a dirt electric skateboard. Big tires, fat tires. You're a dirt electric skateboard. They don't even. Do these people even have a website? Dual motor. It's got dual motor. Oh, dual motor. It's so it's the D. I got the D. Where did you buy this thing? Off the eBay. <laughs> it already broke. Micah had to solder some of the electric connections back together for me. This thing is a piece of piss. Okay, so I'm looking at a picture of this thing on the eBay, and you know, dude, I love you. You're a great man. There's no freaking way. Well, we will find out this tomorrow, thing, Tom. There's no way. You see, like, you see the bottom of the skateboard where the two or the dual motors are? Uh-huh. They are going to fill instantly with sand and seaweed. And oh my God, this I, thing. How much weight do you really, uh, let's be honest. Yeah. How far do you think you're going to get with this thing? And. How much weight do you really like? What 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 would you consider? Let's just say this: What would you consider successful? You are not standing on this. No, I'm going to put a rack system. I'm putting a rack system. I'm going to put a couple of kayaks, a couple of towels, uh, maybe a couple of chairs, uh, some sunscreen, very pasty. Fifty pounds, hundred pounds. No way. All right, I'm weigh one sixty. I'm going to sit my ass on it and I'm going to drive it on the beach tomorrow. If it doesn't work. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, oh, I hope so. I want to do a periscope of this, <laughs> to be honest with you. We are not periscoping because <laughs> this is not going to happen. So I just got this message from Mel on my Voxer about his sandboard electric test, which, as you know, I said would be an abject failure. Well, he tested it. He sent me this audio. Complete failure, Tom. Complete failure. Are you happy now? Are you happy? Took it out there. If you get up to speed, it goes fine. But if you stop it and if you stand on it, it buries. I need much bigger tires. I'm going on the internet to find much bigger tires. Are you happy? And I have to admit, 
I'm a little happy that he failed, and I'm a little sad for him because he needed a solution. But once again, he doubted me, and I was right. It just, it never gets old saying that. Never. (laughs) 